Hello, welcome to or welcome back to a Runner's Life podcast. In this moment's episode, I'm bringing you a short piece from the last conversation that I had with with Corn Arn in episode 118. This is one of the parts of the conversation that I really enjoyed and wanted to give a short snippet for those who may not have listened to the episode. So with that being said, here is a moment from that episode. I might be covering old ground, but I'm just going to say it anyways. When you sort of spoke a little bit before about illustrating being one of your favourite parts, can you sort of walk us through what that feels like when you're in that flow state of creating? Yeah, it's almost like, I think like thoughtless when I'm in like a really good illustrating like grind. Like I'm definitely a very systematic person. So I'm always like listing out all of my ideas and like deciding what I want to sketch. And then it's very like, you know, I'm in study mode, like researching what I should do, getting examples, drawing it out. But then once I like have my sketch set up, then I like go sit down on the couch. And it's really just this relaxing moment of where I'm filling stuff in, drawing stuff, adding a bunch of layers. And it almost just feels like effortless. Like time just passes so quickly when I'm illustrating. Like it's kind of wild to me. (laughs) I think it's really important what you said there. On one hand, there's the natural ability, the talent, but then there's a the processes behind it as well. It's not like you're just sitting on the couch waiting for inspiration <laughs> to hit you. Yes. I've never been that type of artist. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come anytime soon. Yeah, don't call me at 7.30 because it's going to come. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right. Almost like, yeah, like an Uber taxi, unfortunately. But yeah. <laughs> In terms of the work that you're doing, you could do easier things, you know, just very friendly stuff like dogs or like pets or houses, <laughs> stuff like people would love that would be non-controversial. But you've gone into like talking a little bit about, you know, activism and talking about diversity in your artwork. And you've spoken about obviously some of the, the less positive reactions that you've had. Can you talk about why encouraging like conversations about diversity is important in your in your work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as I love drawing dogs and houses and like cute stuff like it's not really the stuff that motivates me as a person um but you know of course i really like just sincerely believe that like we can have meaningful conversations about diversity and like more importantly ones rooted in equity and liberation like without having an open conversation like some of the core steps to addressing inequity will always be education and communication because it's so important that we are encouraging these conversations to happen because we can't fix something if a huge percent of the population like doesn't know it exists or like is intentionally misled to believe it doesn't exist. And that's why I think the center of my work will always be advocating for real and honest conversations that don't sugarcoat inequities because like I have a personal stake in this work. I think all of us do. So definitely matters. <laughs> Sometimes even I sort of think of what what is the right way to approach things. Sometimes it's to you figuratively, not literally, you know, hit someone over the head with just talking about race and diversity, or do you subtly try to slip it in and bring it into the conversation? And uh, which way is kind of the right way? I mean, not the right way, but what is the, the you know the way to get kind of people on side to who don't feel that way, don't, they don't who can't see other people's lived experiences. Yeah, no, I'm definitely like, that's like kind of my daily debate. Because I feel like when I first came into like, equity work that I was like, Oh, we should have, you know, compassion for everyone, we should give them time, we should openly communicate these ideas, do it in a way that doesn't offend them. And like, I'm not saying that there isn't value in that work, because someone has to do it. Like, I think we do have to 
come into educational topics like with open arms, but it's also just like, it's not always my place to do that. And sometimes it's okay to just not go into something because I know it's going to have a bad result from that person. Like it's not my place to educate every person that's upset with my work. And I think there isn't necessarily a right or wrong way to do that. And just that there's multiple ways to do it. And I think it depends who you are in that situation. Like one person cannot do it all. No, I 100% agree. And I think it's such a challenging moment because you go into the space and you have these conversations and you realize that there's people that literally do not care. You could be like, here's a video of something or here's some evidence or whatever. And you're yeah. like, okay. And it's like, not that you're trying to water down what you believe in, but it's also obviously quite difficult as well to be like, okay, I can't change those hearts and minds, but I can maybe change some other hearts and minds. Absolutely. It's just like that apathy can be really like shocking at first. And I think that's part of why at first I was just like, so gun ho on like changing everyone's mind and like that it's my like divine duty, which also just plays in this idea of like saviorism and that I am the solution when you aren't, but it's just like accepting that you can have impact within your circle. And like, you can't win over everybody, you know, in this space, but like all spaces included. So that was a moment from episode 118 with Cornon. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please do listen to the full episode and let me know your thoughts. And if it resonates with you, please do share with your community. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, take care.